0: natalie i'm cole's partner and i haven't seen him on tuesday nights for the past two and a half years now i finally get to listen to what he's been up to as a creator myself it's been so inspiring to be a witness to this gang's creative commitment to each other a difficult feat and to see where the stories will go next i found this week particularly amusing and if you keep listening you too will learn how a whole six four man once got taken down by a fear of spaghetti that's my guy if you get a kick out of this week, be sure to tell your friends, follow on Instagram, and enjoy this episode of The Heroes Die.
1: All right, fellas. I I got a question for you. No. <laughs> you Have you carried over any, like, childhood food preferences, right? Like, you you were five years old, and you're like, I don't eat that, and you're still like, yeah, man, I don't really buck with onions. Or do you remember when you abandoned a big one as an adult.
2: Morgan. Yeah. So I've definitely, I definitely grew out of a lot of my childhood preferences that were just like silly things like, oh, I don't like fish or eggs. And then like, probably like around, I think like 10 or 11, I started being like, no, I can deal with this stuff. But the one that I can't flip the script on is cottage cheese, man. Oh, I, true. I, I love cheese. I love dairy. I like funky. Th- I don't know what it is. I cannot get down on cottage cheese still. Do you typically have a texture thing? No, I typically do not. Mm.
1: Wow. You just you just pointed out one for me that I, I have a total blind spot for because I'm still like, why would anybody eat that? I don't need to eat that.
3: <laughs> I honestly don't know if I've ever had just plain cottage cheese. Hell no.
4: I've ha- I have it in things all the time, but it disappears into the rest of it, right? Because the texture grosses me out. What are you eating with it? I make, like, quiche and, and, like, vegetable pies with it as, like, a kind of, like, gluey base. Cooked. It's yeah. cooked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you, so it's not like you're stirring in, like, a half cup into a salad and Fuck just being, me.
4: like, oh, that, that, yeah. that disappears. Can't do that. That's, yeah, that's wild to me. A bowl of lump. I was terrified of pasta when i was like spaghetti specifically when i was younger because i had one I very bad game. i lost moment. the game very hard
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm fucking dead
4: <laughs> I, I was
1: very afraid of pasta. <laughs> oh
2: shit how did so, it get soft yeah we need to stop right now and just like put you on fucking ricky lake or something <laughs> Well, like my, my parents are really, really
4: good parents. I love my parents very much. There are some like really basic things. They didn't do a great job of explaining to Pierre and I because they think they just assumed like only an idiot wouldn't know how to blank. And like they had a high opinion of us as children, I guess, because they never taught us how to like cut spaghetti or eat it safely. So I would just gob it. I
1: got to stop you right there yeah. again. Um, yeah, cut is, uh, spaghetti or eat it safely is,
0: this is a really weird conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever died from spaghetti. Like it's, I don't getting, think so. it's getting more and more that's disturbing as it goes on. <laughs> spaghetti is
4: one of the 12 most common foods upon which people choke.
1: Okay.
5: That's fair. That's fair. Unless you know how to eat it safely. But, I mean, that's the kind of thing that like a lot of people eat spaghetti all the time. It's potentially one of the 12 most common foods. i'm sorry i just water is the most common thing that you drown in my my stats my stats training just made me like you know well they might
4: have normalized those percentages you do not know
5: you really think they have it's possible will okay Uh,
4: reaching
0: i too have taken statistics william i just can we cut that out please Tell me you hate Italian people without telling me you hate Italian people. That's Radophobia, <laughs> This, Guys, this is what totally. I
5: got over.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: yeah, yeah. We're with you. We're with you. So, your parents did not what teach you. What do you, you mean by cut? cut
5: spaghetti? I'm sorry. just don't like when you. So, cut, like, you. Like you know, to make
1: it thinner. Like cut it <laughs> the long way down. The long way so
4: you can slug it all the way. Yeah. No. It's, it's, <laughs> you, know, you get it on your spoon and then, or on your fork, right? And then you do just yeah. like a little side slash. And you cut off the trailing ends so that you can have a bite of spaghetti instead of just like a bunch of it. And so when I was a little kid, I didn't do that. And I swallowed a bunch. And I'm seeing a lot of faces that tell me that none of you do that. And I'm just telling you, you're being very daring. And I I choked on it.
1: And it was a real bummer. (laughs) You're being very vulnerable right now, Cole. And I just want to say that, like, as as a room. We are here to support you. And Clearly like, untrue. Yeah, I'm here to
2: cyber- No, bullied. no,
0: no, no, Cole. Cole, this is like an intervention. Just because we're here to support you doesn't mean what what you're telling us isn't shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, We're talking rock bottom right now. We but, put less yeah. on Ben last week after his revelations. Yeah.
5: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah,
2: no, let it be known that Cole thinks most human beings have a pretty cavalier approach to spaghetti. <laughs> that is true.
5: <laughs> that
4: I can agree with
2: let it be known spaghetti infiltrates
3: our culture it's just really toxic and poisoning like does anyone actually fucking realize
1: how dangerous this shit is
0: (laughs) good question sam good question
1: turns out all right cool so you learned how to i feel
0: like we've done this one
1: how to eat (laughs) yep okay cool next up um I don't think we're gonna be able to follow that shit. No. Mine is olives. I didn't really like olives when I was a kid. I still over really like them, but I'm not as grossed out by them. Well, kid. well, Sam. Well, no,
0: this is interesting though. Do you are you green olives or black olives? I didn't
1: really like olives. Full stop.
0: But do, but now when you say that you kind of still don't like them, is that still a full stop? Because I feel like you probably enjoy an olive and a martini, or no?
1: I'll I'll mess around with an olive and a martini. You know, just like do like olives oh, are my favorite food, but I, I can eat them, basic. It's not it's not a it's not a hero's journey.
4: <laughs> yes, I was I was heavily influenced by Jungian <laughs> philosophy when I was about eight, and that's when I started eating spaghetti again.
5: Wow. <laughs> uh Harold. I mean, lots of stuff. I think that I was like a very picky eater growing up and then I got to college and was able to um, grow out of it a bit. Um, I think the thing that was most is most surprising to me, would be most surprising to me, um, like when I was 14 and now is how much I like um, liquor. I, I vividly remember the first time I tried drinking when I was 12 years old, I broke into my parents' liquor cabinet, tried to drink some vodka and projectile <laughs> vomited all over the fucking kitchen. <laughs> um, and spent the rest of like the three hours that my mom was out, um, cleaning up after myself. Um, and I'm Ed sure continuing still to like chug look through it. So I don't think I, I even like really drank liquor until like my, my like third year of college. Like I would just stick to beer or wine or something like that. And so mm-hmm. the fact that I, I enjoy, you know, whiskey, for example, Mezcal, like would be a big surprise.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I hear that. Your childish avoidance of alcohol was <laughs> overcome in your adult year. Got it. Yeah.
0: Rudy, anything? Yeah. Um, didn't like mushrooms as a child. Love them now. Yeah, you right certainly there. do. I think it's a texture thing. I think that was a texture thing, being a kid. Um, hated carrots as a child. Don't hate them now. Do tend to find them to be a chore to eat. They're usually my least favorite vegetable in whatever thing that they're in. Um,
4: Where do you all uh, land? I'm sorry. Where do you all land on roasted, like cooked carrots versus raw
5: carrots? What's your preference?
0: Oh, roasted carrots much better. Still find it a chore though.
5: Is anyone going to pick raw carrots? I would be I would would be surprised by that.
4: I I was raw carrots until I was like 23.
0: When I when I was four years old, my mother uh, had made baked carrots and told me to eat them. I told her if I eat this, I will throw up. And she said, don't be gross. Eat it. I ate it and immediately threw up onto my plate. And Mom, so now that that's me. nice
1: work onto your yeah. plate,
0: onto the plate. Wow.
1: Uh, Cole, I, I like raw carrots with like hummus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got to dip the carrot in something.
3: Yay. Yeah.
0: Sure. I find hummus to be a chore to eat too. Like it's just, it never ends and it, right. it never tastes any different than when it started. Like, it's just, wow. it's just like, wow, it's, it's still as bland as it was when we started. You really sounds can't.
1: Like, that sounds like shitty hummus, dude. Yeah, that, I
0: guess. Yeah. I just, I just do not like it. I like, like it's at a party, and I'm always disappointed. Sam yeah.
4: makes very good hummus.
0: I'm sure he does. I, I'm always just sad that but they it didn't is just not put for queso parties. out. So yeah, that's that's intimate hummus.
4: It's intimate
1: hummus. Next time you're up, Rudy. Next time you're up, Rudy, I'm gonna make you some hummus. I'm gonna make you some hummus, Rudy.
5: Only if you spoon feed it to me. Can, can I stand up for Rudy and just and, and say I love hummus, but like? You're, don't do that to him. Don't like make him your special hummus and then no, no, him no, 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 like,
0: no. I want. I want. I better? want to try. I want to try Sam's hummus. If you <laughs> believe in it that much, Sam, I want to support you.
1: No, uh I think Harold, you're making a very fair point, and honestly, I think you're doing as much protecting of me as you are Rudy. Because... Truly, because that would be hilarious. Rudy still <laughs> sucks, man. Like... He would definitely give me this straight dope on <laughs> yep. what he thought of my hummus. <laughs> yeah. This is the good. Order. It's going to taste the same for the next fifteen minutes as I eat it.
6: Yep.
0: And I think, I think for me too, part of the hummus thing too is that there's always a lot of it, mm-hmm. and so, and so that's like why people make it like their center. You don't have for to their eat the party. whole bowl,
2: though, Rudy. No, 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 no. I know.
0: That. <laughs> what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is because it's an item, it's a food item that's super affordable to have a ton of. Yep. And so and so like I think like people kind of make it a lot of times the centerpiece of their little shareables party board. And it's like, oh fuck, the big thing on the party board is fucking hummus. Ah,
4: so so Rudy hates poor food.
2: Rudy. Yeah, Rudy, you don't owe <laughs> well, anybody yeah. anything, okay?
3: You right. go to a party next time and you say, no,
2: no I am no, my own guest. I'm a man. good guest. I don't it's have a chore sure eating plate. peasant food.
5: All you have peasant to do food, is have like four well, chips. I love peasant food. I love this is why I bring food. caviar my, to all the parties myself. I mean, I just can't, <laughs> can't I and, and talk, about,
0: talk about peasant food. AJ and I fucking snack down on caviar. on. We spread on potato chips on Saturday. <laughs> Very this is good. not
5: making you more of a man of the people. This wow. is making you less a man of the people. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, 1%.
5: <laughs> what?
0: Not Russian caviar, it's fucking American caviar. It's like 10 bucks a can. This fish ain't worth shit.
2: Yeah, exactly. Ben, Dumb American fish.
1: Yeah. Do you have any food holdups?
3: <laughs> yeah. The one, I, I still can't do it. Mozzarella sticks. What? I think, talk about dangerous foods here. Oh, the mozzarella yeah. stick you know starts off in your mouth pretty gooey and stuff and then gets hardened up halfway down oh yeah it's real dangerous oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, i've never
1: i've never felt <laughs> i'm sorry i had to cut his mic uh <laughs> mozzarella sticks this is bullshit you-, you can't mute me
3: when i'm talking about my own food <laughs>
6: you know i feel like i'm
3: drowning when i eat mozzarella sticks.
2: <laughs> yeah. do you not chew them <laughs> yes i try to no i'm, I'm sorry what the I'm fuck all that you gave me on spaghetti <laughs>
4: You're countering with the danger of mozzarella okay. sticks? Yeah,
0: because he doesn't chew them. Ben's talking some true shit here because it's a fucking Fuck brick of cheese this. in yeah. the middle of the street. Talk stick. about a chore to eat, right, Rudy? Yeah, I'm fucking out
4: of here.
3: No, holy shit. <laughs> mozzarella sticks suck.
4: Mozzarella <laughs> sticks aren't good, but they're not dangerous. That's ridiculous. No, they're very dangerous.
5: Mozzarella sticks <laughs> are good. What? They're like a staple of like TGI Fridays. Of course, People love them. They're, they're good.
3: Uh, yeah, the no, the benchmark of fine food, TGI Fridays.
5: I'm just saying, the well, not every, not all of us eat uh, caviar and potato chips here. Okay, some of us are, are willing yeah. to, to eat with the common man at TGI Fridays.
1: I'm at the same page as you, Harold, and I'm not sure you led with your ace. Like, <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay,
1: I'm pushing this. I'm pushing this back into the game, back into the world of Galarian. The last week, y'all wrapped things up at uh, Ye Old Hofton Mill, made your way to the Mad Mug. You brought a flamethrower to a fistfight, scared the shit out of some local do nothings, and now you're talking to their boss, who wanted two punch. She stormed out, asked you to explain yourself. Andrew and Layton are both bent over the now healed body of old Bibby. She saw that from inside, and that's why y'all are having a conversation instead of a fight right now. What do y'all do? I think we win, right? Okay, we won the fight. Very good, we can
3: all agree upon this now.
1: <laughs> uh. Oh, you might have won the first fight. But I see you healing my boy there. So there's a second or two here where there may not be a second fight but I want to hear what the fuck y'all are doing.
4: Uh, Well, we came here to speak with you all about the disappearance of the sheriff, and we were met instead with a fist fight uh, after desiring only uh, a drink and company with you. And we wonder if we might accomplish our original task and move on so that no one else needs to get hurt. Including us.
1: All right, you came here to ask about the sheriff. Well, we don't know nothing about the sheriff.
4: Uh, Can I roll perception on that?
1: Sure. Can I roll lower roads? No. Dang it. Uh, 12
4: for sense motive.
1: 12 percent motive? You're you're not sure you got a feel for her yet. 22 for perception, Hunter. 22 for perception? You think she's being straight up with you.
3: Now, it is, uh, my understanding that you might have had a bit of a contentious relationship with this sheriff, and uh, we are not here to pass judgment on this. But, uh... In your best interest, there are others who are maybe trying to pin this disappearance on you, so uh, we are here to possibly
1: help you." Other people trying to pin that on us, on the Mad Muggers. Every single thing that goes wrong in this town, and they're trying to point at us. Uh, I can tell you, we had nothing to do with that. If they want to say that we did, they want to pin it on us, well they tried to pin stuff on us before. Ben, why don't you give me me a diplomacy check? Uh, twenty. All right. She seems to be softening towards you a bit. I mean, she did just see you almost murder one of her comrades, so uh, she doesn't seem completely warm. But you seem to be cozying up just a little bit. So, with that twenty, what what do you know about what what, what they're trying to what they're trying to pin on us? So I will tell you, we didn't have anything to do with that sheriff. I mean, she was always sniffing around here trying to figure out what kind of legitimate business dealings we were doing and trying to trying to cast aspersions on them but uh no, no we didn't have nothing to do with her disappearance i'll tell you that i didn't even know she was disappeared
3: well yes uh, well frankly the mayor of town uh mentioned you in the same sentence as the disappearance so Again, we're not here to pass blame at this time, but uh, again, any information you might have. You said she's uh, previously been around here, snooping, perhaps,
1: for oh, yeah. whatever yeah, reasons she's been might snipping. not be here.
3: Uh, yeah. uh, were there any other uh, uh, people that uh, might know of their whereabouts? Mm. Associates of yours or otherwise that uh, they were possibly investigating?
1: Uh, ben, give me, give me another diplomacy check. Uh, 14. Fourteen? No, I, I don't know nothing about it. Haven't really seen nobody here. She went missing. I guess. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there was this uh,
4: little somebody sneaking around town after dark. It's probably her that did it. When you say a little somebody, do you mean a person who is small, or someone who was just here a little bit?
1: No, someone who is small, probably like a halfling, something like that.
4: What
3: were, what were they doing? At night, you say?
1: Well, that is a good question. Good questions deserve good answers. Good answers, though, those are tough to come by in this day and age. My God. (laughs) Tell you what. Cost you ten gold pieces. Get that information.
3: Are you trying to extort money out of us regarding the disappearance of a lawful official?
1: Extort? I know nothing about no extortion. But I got information,
2: sounds like it might be valuable to you. It's valuable to you? So, that actually is the definition of extortion. Extortion is when you use pieces of hypothetical information and you hold them over somebody in exchange for money or favors. So, that would be what we mean when we say are you trying to extort us? Oh, look
1: at the fancy little goblin over there. You think talking down to me is a way to get this information?
2: Price just went up to 12 gold pieces. Oh, uh, no, I just, you said you didn't know anything about extortion, so I thought I'd tell you. Oh, well, that's very reasonable.
1: I thought you were being condescending. Price is 10 gold pieces again. <laughs> it is right. His
3: helpfulness is his curse sometimes. I appreciate you understanding Date What if we gave
2: you five gold pieces and I gave you an extremely fresh bundle of mint picked just out of an herb garden. Give me a you, check. <laughs> 18 on the die for a 23. How do you do it?
3: It's very good mint, I should say.
1: Well, it's true he we does. were in there trying to make magitos, but we were missing a key ingredient.
2: <laughs> oh I can assist. I make a mean Magida.
1: A meanest. All right. Why don't you bring that mint inside? Hey, boys, get Bibby inside. Come on in and uh you there. Little one in the back. Yes? He'll be starting no more trouble.
0: I assure you, madam, that um uh, you will f- have no trouble from me. The professor's like super
5: you must kill the guy.
3: It is okay, friends. When y'all barbecue a man in a simple fist fight every so often, don't yeah, take like, it out on yourself, man. Yeah,
0: he, he's really fucked up about speaking it. of making
4: somebody else's pain about yourself. Jesus Christ, Professor!
1: <laughs> Professor has not understood the idea of decentering himself. In <laughs> this.
6: this would
3: be a good time to take a step back and learn to listen,
1: my friend. Let's go inside. <laughs> So, Pruana Legion side, I imagine that Eugene is uh, standing right next to her as y'all go inside. She says, Now, Lanky and Baina are behind the bar over there. They're the owners of this place. And then Rolf, uh, you'll see him walking around. And uh, Rolf is a half orc server in the place. There's uh, six tables, there's probably about uh, eight to 10 people in there in the middle of the day. And it's got capacity for more than that, sir. And yeah, behind the bar, there is a glass pitcher with some limes, uh, a little bit of canister of sugar next to it. And it looks like they're just waiting on mint to make some
2: mojitos, Gentlemen, I'm going to take a step behind the bar and assist these fine folks in making some cocktails. And then Eugene is going to be like, pardon me, folks. I have a fresh head of mint, and I would love to show you my own take on a classic mojito.
1: All right, so you head over to the bar, <laughs> introduce yourselves to Lenki and Baina. Baina is uh, the head bartender there, and they, they are a couple. They are married. Lanky does a lot of the food. Baina, primary bar server. She's really more the mixologist in, in the pair. We'll come back to that in a moment. Ravana leads the rest of you to an empty table clearly with a patch of hay next to it, where Violet, her goat, rests generally. Violet assumes its position next to the table. Kruvata sits down, invites y'all to sit with her.
3: Yes, then sort of looks around sheepishly and then, uh, when you talk about the town sort of wanting to pin nefarious
1: things on you, uh, what sort of businesses are we talking about? I mean, getting in the details of it, might be a little bit, uh, neither here nor there, but, you know, just somebody, somebody's missing a cow. Somebody's missing some eggs. Oh, it was the mad muggers. You know, it's like, we can only be responsible for so many nefarious deeds in a single day, but it seems as though we're, uh, getting scapegoated. She looks at Violet, whose eyes go wide at that phrase. She's like, I know, it's offensive. It's offensive and thoughtless, but I don't have a better term for it. And you know they they just try to put stuff in. Oh my goodness, uh, that that priest of Abadar, right? And, you know, supposed to be a holy man, right? Nell and Drend. the good people behind the bar over there, Lank, Lanky and Baina, they they're they're just trying to put a renovation on this place because they haven't been able to barely make ends meet, right? I mean, the the, the, the economy of this town's been shot for a while. Hard to make a living, as honest folk, which is why some people may bend some rules here and there. Uh, not that I know anything specific about that. But they go to the Church of Avatar, also serves as our bank, They ask for a loan. Try to get a, get some renovations done in here, maybe expand to turn this place into an inn, something else. You know, make it make it a little snappier, draw some new custom, and they got turned away. Because they haven't been able to, you know, have proof from being covered or whatever or there was some vandalism at the church shortly thereafter. They tried to blame that on us. You know, it's just, uh...
4: It's just, if it's not one thing, it's the other. What was the manner of the vandalism at the church?
1: That is a good fucking question.
4: Um... Yes. And I believe that you believe in answering good questions with good answers. So I'm
2: waiting with just bated breath. While this is happening, you'll hear Eugene yell from over at the bar, FELLAS! These guys had never even heard of Demerara. It's going to be a minute over here. <laughs>
4: yes, well, Eugene, I noticed when we came in, they hadn't cut the limes. So I didn't have high hopes.
2: Do not get me started.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, someone had uh, someone had thrown a rock, broken one of the stained glass windows at the front of the church. But I mean, Lanky, brainer they're not even the only people that have been trying to get help from the church and have been turned away you know that pastor Drand, he just becomes so unbelievably tight-fisted of late you know the, the the town's woes have become his own and whatnot i mean it, it's it's not pretty down there but anyway again we had nothing to do with it and this this uh, you know this this was weeks ago i guess at this
4: point so i mean it seems to me y'all right like halfling sneaking around at night would probably have been, um, what's her bucket? The druid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nemia. And so if that's the implication here, is there anything else we think we can get from these folks? On this specific subject, I mean.
1: On that note, what are you rolling over there? See how good these drinks are.
2: Uh, I think Eugene rolls nature. You rolls nature? Yeah, his understanding of drinks and cocktails and whatnot is all from his understanding of herbs. All right. That's a good are Yeah, right. yeah, I'll,
1: well, yeah I'll bite. I'll bite. Yeah, He's a druid.
2: It... Yeah.
4: yeah. No, Andre I... would be rolling religion. <laughs> I would. <laughs> That's true. Andre
1: would be rolling religion for sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, give, give me knowledge nature. I'm this uh,
2: Demerara sugar mojito. An 18 on the die. Jesus fucking Christ! Uh, <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a. It's a. It's a 25 all day.
1: 25 all well day. Well done. So you come over and you slam down a round of just gorgeous and delicious
2: mojitos. Okay, so and here's purrata- the thing, guys. You only slap the mint that's garnishing the mojito. You want to keep all the essence in there when you muddle it. Otherwise. You slap just the garnish so you get the smell. The rest, you want it inside the (laughs) glass. Pruanan takes one sip, and her face lights up.
1: You know, the mad mug does serve strong drinks. They weren't lying about that. But they're not usually particularly tasty. So, you've made a good impression on her. And she says, Now tell you what I'm willing to part with a little bit of information here now I'll be honest I don't know too too much but we did see a halfling sneaking around these parts it was a little fishy So my boys saw her turns out out and about in town reported back to me I said why don't you follow her so they did and they tracked her to a barn outside town the Lindell barn now, I don't know what's going on in there, I don't know too much, but that is where we saw this suspicious character go, and if you're looking for the sheriff, well, I tell you honestly, we had nothing to do with that. That wouldn't make my life any easier, yelled with the sheriff in a manner of violence, and this person, well, I don't know, we didn't get too close, but shady character.
4: Yes, we're, we're rather familiar. She attempted to kill us. Oh, my goodness. It didn't work. She didn't. You don't need to worry about it. it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't. Yeah, didn't take. It. Did you guys survive? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you no. Know, uh, well, I just did on voice, hundred and ten percent.
1: I'm glad to see that y'all survived the attack. Uh, I don't. I don't really know much. Much more than that, though. These are damn good drinks.
0: Could you point us toward the bar? Uh, The uh, barn, I should say. (laughs) Yeah, it was uh, very strong drinks indeed.
1: She looks at you a little
6: little squinty.
0: (coughs) I can tell you how to get there.
1: And she does. She explains how to get to the Lindell Barn.
0: It's literally across the street.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What do you all want to do? Do you want to hang out there for a little bit? Have a couple of cocktails? What are you thinking?
3: I would be good to go and investigate, as much as I am enjoying the Magito.
1: That is such a stupid joke that I have been making for 15 years at this point in my life, I think. Just mispronouncing Mojito.
2: And Morgan's done me almost the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: go to the barn.
2: All right, guys, Well, I'm a little in the weeds and the service well over here, I'm going to knock out a couple mojitos. There's a Sazerac and an old-fashioned that I got to whip up to real quick.
0: But before we walk be out... Be really sure to be compensated uh, for your efforts here. Got, I can't go to the, the barn. We're short-staffed today. I did, though. <laughs> just want to have a quick word with the goat, if that's all right.
1: Uh, yeah, you can talk to Violet.
2: Hey, bye. What up, girl? You look like you've seen some stuff. They treat you all right over here? Yeah! (laughs) So for those of you that do not speak goat, (laughs) let me just stress how incredibly happy Violet seems to be here. (laughs) Nice talking to you, Vi. Oh, I should say goodbye in your own tongue. (laughs)
6: <laughs> so Sorry, I forgot you probably don't speak English
1: <laughs> alright so are y'all heading the ruin and heading to the Lindell barn yeah, yeah. alrighty actually. so according to Pruana's directions you're gonna continue on the road that runs in front of the mad mug another mile or two outside of town you're gonna take a left at a big tree big oak tree that's very distinctive and it's a dead end road their land this barn is at the end of it and that is where they tracked this sort of shady halfling figure to that you believe is Demia so you follow the directions you hang the left at the oak you walk down a dead end road to a barn and that is where we find ourselves on the map right now it's a pretty large barn two stories Red on the outside. Paint is, you know, well-kept, uh, a little faded at this point, but not really peeling in too many places. It seems cared for, but not new. You know, it's a working barn.
4: Does it seem, as a working barn, does it seem like it's currently been used, or does it feel abandoned to us if Nemia was using it as, like, a hideout or something?
1: Give me a perception check.
5: I'll join.
4: Twelve. Nine. nine. Oh, I'll right. <laughs> Twenty-seven.
1: Uh, I'm twenty-seven. Your fighter is crushing it. It's Ice wide off. open. <laughs> and as you're as you're walking up with that twenty-seven, you can see from uh, half mile away there are doors in front of you, large double doors. They are barred from the outside, so it looks like the barn has been locked up. That is what you see as you approach it from the north. Doors in front of you. You're looking at the narrow end of the barn.
3: Um, Do I see any, like, signs of, like, recent foot traffic or any, like, carriages coming and going and stuff? Like, do the doors look like they've been locked shut
1: for a while? You'd have to get a little closer to take a look at those doors, but looking around, you see a a few tracks. With a 27, if you're really looking for tracks, you're going to find one or two that seem like they're a few days old, but nothing more recent than that. And you're also not sure whose tracks they are, right? You just see signs of passage in general.
3: Right, very good. Uh, Perhaps
4: we sidle up. It doesn't seem to be uh, currently occupied. Well, and we know that at least it's likely that the most dangerous inhabitant has been dispatched.
3: That's right. Perhaps we can find more to her motives inside.
4: Yes. Yes. Well, let's send the professor first. He's the most dangerous.
3: (laughs) Certainly the most volatile.
0: Oh dear me. <laughs> I would like to go in though, Sam, and, and do a, a lore check.
1: Uh yeah, what kind of lore check would you like to do?
0: Halfling lore.
1: What do you intend to learn with halfling lore?
0: I would like to see if uh she has anything if there's anything here that only half other halflings would notice, like most halflings keep a um a stash somewhere. Sure, give me a roll. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a 12.
1: Yeah, you don't find anything specifically half. Yeah, I didn't think I would. Yeah, so that first round of perception checks was from a little ways away. Uh, you continue to approach to get closer You see that there's some scrub, uh, a little bit of overgrowth uh, right around the edge of the barn, and then sort of mellowing out into a field as it gets a little further away. But other than that, you're just approaching from the north on the narrow edge of the barn. There's not a whole lot to see.
4: Well, should we announce ourselves and make our way in, or uh, what do you figure?
1: Perhaps
3: we just see ourselves in and give us the benefit of... An element of surprise and the chance for forgiveness, should we be intruding. It's breaking and entering. Well, it is both of those things, but not in the legal sense, uh, you might say.
4: No, in the legal sense!
3: What
5: if we saw it more as ejecting trespassers?
3: Yes, in the absence of a natural lawman, uh, someone brave and altruistic as ourselves must rise to the cause, so we are simply doing uh,
4: noble work here. Interesting. An alternative approach, to... and Leighton immediately like pulls out one of his journals, and uh, you see he's flipping uh, to the section on burglary. But he's following on Claude on horseback as the rest of you lead forward.
5: <laughs> cool.
1: Yes, you're, you're approaching this barn. I'm gonna draw
5: my bow if that's okay. Just gonna get it out. Yeah, yeah. I'll also have my hammer. Whip it out.
1: Let's get y'all in marching order. Very good. Then. On well, me, then, Sven. For the, you've been playing this game on a computer for years. Yes.
2: You can't just go up to the door, bud. You can't just go up to the door.
1: Oh,
3: okay. Then I will be five foot away from the door and wait for whatever bad thing will happen in the next <laughs> couple minutes here.
1: Oh, you guys are walking. I'm sorry. This does look funny. You guys are walking in <laughs> single file up to the door.
3: Yeah, that's great, guys. Yeah. Just in case you know they have any good. <laughs>
0: we <laughs> call that the
4: collateral in halo very good guys. what
2: <laughs> could possibly go wrong
4: <laughs> it's much more likely to be a horizontal problem than a vertical one
1: okay so y'all are in marching order we've got Sven at point followed by claude with leighton on his back on just to the
5: east. east yep nice good save 100 just in the I east of him
1: Followed Nobody's by gonna the notice, Professor and Eugene taking up the rear. You approach the door. Uh, give me another set of perception checks.
5: 14? 15? 22. That's 22. Nice. Uh, 22 uh, for me as
0: well. It's a natural one. So when we retire that die, that seems wise.
4: Yeah. Rudy has like a thousand of these things because 5% of the time he just throws them out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Oh,
1: it's New York. You know, crazy stuff happens. Anyway, <laughs> right My fucking head!
6: <laughs>
1: then, as you're approaching the door, you brush up against some of the undergrowth that is adjacent to the trail, and then you glance to your right, and lunging at you is an absolutely enormous Venus
0: flytrap. A big green mother, you might say? Holy shit! How did that thing hide from sight? Holy
1: fuck. In underground. It's Audrey 2. It has an incredibly high stealth. And I rolled rocks. Coming at you in a surprise round, we've got the <laughs> creature that you haven't identified yet. I was about to tell you. Sons of guns. We almost got chance. you.
5: You almost fell for it.
4: Not
1: a chance, not a chance,
4: Jerk. Audience, right, if you man. could please write in and just let him know how much you like his introductions of characters. That's really going to help us out in the long run, so we'd appreciate those notes. <laughs> Thanks so much.
5: If you can also remind him about hero points, um, that would be great. You just do that on, on the forums. I tell you what, I was on the verge
1: of giving Morgan one for the poison resistance, but then he rolled like dog shit I just couldn't do it because we can't reward failure. Anyway, that is a 23. Speaking of not failing, 23 to hit. Uh, I believe that will hit. Uh, (laughs) Yup. Okay, that is a hit. That's very exciting, very exciting for me. Okay, that is going to be... That is going to be four points of damage, and you are grabbed. Uh, My good uh, buddy, you are grabbed. That's a grab. That's a condition right here. If you'd like me to read this aloud to you, You're held in place by another creature. That makes sense. That's pretty intuitive. Giving you the flat-footed and immobilized condition. If you attempt to manipulate action while grabbed, you must succeed at a DC 5 flat check or it's lost. Roll the check after spending the action, but before any effects are applied.
3: You know, Sam, I know this, but listeners at home might not. Uh, How would I, you know, like get out of this (laughs) grab?
1: That's a really good question. Is there like a specific
3: action maybe I would use?
1: Yeah, you make an escape check. You're able to use several different skills. Ben, why don't you take a look at that?
3: I've already done that last episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> a <true>
6: question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got him. All right. Very that curious. is a reaction. Roll well, for initiative.
4: Ah, oh, cool.
5: Sharks.
0: There's the dog shit. Looks Ooh. like this thing won't be happy lest we open a vein.
4: Well, setting it on fire should be fine, so you're probably good, Professor.
0: Yeah, it's like a Pokemon, right? Grass is weak against fire?
4: Yeah.
0: I always
5: hated the Lieutenant Surge character, too. Because he, like, stood for, like, American imperialism?
0: No, no, to get to him, you had... To get to him... (laughs) To get to a boss, you had to find switches, and And it was just a... cans, right? Yeah,
4: yeah. It was very fucking annoying. It was not as bad as the invisible walls one, though. No, that one was easy. Uh, you just had
5: to look at your Game Boy really, really close. No, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the there are ways out. to trick well, all have, of them
1: on these attacks. Right. For every single time I hear Pokemon mentioned right now, <laughs> do you not like Pokemon? I have never gotten into Pokemon. I mean, Whoa, yeah, I He's know. Too old for a
4: just like Barmesial. Wow. Yeah, and I guess Jewish friendships.
1: If you still think well, that Josh Hartnett is hot, then you are too old for Pokemon. But I was a little too old for Pokemon. Spin, uh, that was its reaction. You were at the top of the batting order here with a 23. Let's see what you got.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna roll, uh, I think it's an escape, right? Or I think this is what we all got into last time. Am I using my unarmed attack modifier,
1: acrobatics, or athletics? Whichever one is best for you. Wait, Uh, that (laughs) will be,
3: (laughs) I love that ruling. Uh, That'll be athletics for me
1: for a 22. A uh, 22 athletics.
6: Gotta do it, That's right? Fuck
0: yeah, come on.
1: That's gonna do it. 22 is gonna do it for
3: yes. sure. Yes.
0: Fuck yeah, well done.
1: Um
3: so breaking free, he's then gonna immediately swing back on it with double strike. Little
1: slice. Swing it back on it with double slice. Okay.
3: That will be let's see, uh 25 to hit. Twenty-five is definitely a hit. Yes, yes. Oh, nice. Uh, for 13 points of
1: damage. 13 points of damage. Nicely done. 13 points
0: hit. of damage. Wow. 13 points of damage. Wait yeah, second.
3: Dude. Uh, probably not. <laughs> for a 13.
1: 13 is a miss.
4: Yes. Yes, it is. One thing. Should Ben's first attack have taken the iterative attack penalty because escape is an attack?
1: It should have. That was a 25 to hit, though, right?
4: So, yeah, I don't think it matters. I'm just...
1: It doesn't matter. A 20 or a 21, they both still hit. So let's keep moving. Sweet. Nicely done. Next up is Leighton. Leighton, what you got?
4: Uh, Okay, Leighton is going to lean down next to Claude's ear, like, over the front, hanging on to the main and say, Claude, it's your time to shine, my friend. Trample. And they are going to step forward. So that's handling an animal, which I can now do for free because at second level, I took the Beastmaster dedication feat, making Claude an animal companion. So Claude is going to take two actions off of that one is to move, and the other is to make a hoof attack. Here we go. What not? Not the trample action. Natural 20. Natural 20. Not All the trample right. action, but uh, here comes some damn boney so Claude leaps forward and brings two hooves straight down on top of the Venus flytrap's head for 12 points of bludgeoning damage wow man these hits that's wild
1: oh my goodness
4: and then Leighton from on top is going to say and if I can finish it I will And throws a Frigid Splash down um, onto the top of the dealie as well. Actually, I'm going to stick with that same die because it's doing its thing. Um, That is going to be a 19 to hit.
1: 19 to hit is a hit.
4: Marvelous. Oh, fuck me. Oh, that was a bad idea. That was a very bad idea. It takes two points of damage, and Sven and Claude both take one point of damage. Oh, <laughs> it takes two points of damage. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Sven. I I got excited, Sven. I'm sorry. Um, and that is the end of Layton and Claude's turn.
1: Excellent. That is going to bring us up to the snapping fly traps turn. It is going to snap out with one leaf at Leitner Sven. or Sven. Who's getting the first one? You know what? We're going to do Layden. He's up high. He just got splashed by cold. Ooh, not great. That's an 18 to hit. Uh,
4: I think that's going to do it. 17. You hit.
1: 17. I hit. All right. That's going to be nine points of damage.
0: Okay. Ow, ow, ow.
1: And with its other, it's going to... I didn't state that I was doing that. On the other one, it's going to uh, attack Leighton again. Ooh. Okay, that's a natural 19. Oh, That is a 25 to hit.
4: Not a crit is a hit.
1: Not a crit is a hit. Mm-hmm. All right, that's going to be seven points of damage, and you are grabbed.
4: Oh,
1: From the leaf? From the leaf, and... We're going to pull you. All right, give me a ride check.
4: I was about to be like, you do not for free take me off his back. Uh, okay, that's a nature check. Yeah, so, Sam, actually, ride doesn't exist in this, right? So nature is the handle animal. But do you want, like, athletic? Like, what's the, what are we doing? Okay, so this leaf
1: is trying to grab you and pull you towards it. You can give me athletics, I think, uh, to resist it. Yeah, I think you're looking at athletics. Because I was about to say maybe a reflex save. I'm not entirely sure what this is, but I think this works like Pathfinder 1, where you get pulled towards the creature adjacent. Mm -hmm. I'm not certain of that. I haven't seen anything that disagrees with it.
4: Okay. Well, seems unlikely. Here we go. No. That's a four.
1: All right, so that four, that leaf goes up, wraps around you, pulls you right down next to it. Okay. That is one action two actions and with its third axion see how this goes one more out at spend that's gonna be a 15 to hit I know that misses yep. next up is the professor
0: yes well the professor will scooch down here and uh produce flame at the uh beast okay Fuck, man. What a drag, Miss. What is it? It is a uh, 10.
1: You are correct. There you go. That's two actions. Did you also move?
2: I'm done. All right. Eugene, it's your turn. Tight. Eugene's going to move to my southwest, and then um, Eugene's just going to make a basic attack on our not-so-friendly plant front. It's an 18 to hit. Excuse me. No, it's not. It's a 17 to hit. 17 to hit is a miss. All right. But I will say
1: that you touch it with a 17. AC 18 here. 18 is the number that you are looking for. With a 17, you do touch it. You just don't do damage. But that does trigger its reaction. That is going to be a 19 to hit. That hits. All righty. You are going to take five points of damage, and you are also grabbed
2: the louise cool um yeah that's my turn i mean can i spend a single action to try and get out of it yeah that was a move
1: a oh, single attack. attack yeah and yeah you can take in a you can take an escape action it is an attack so
2: technically a minus five since it's a single. Minus five. yeah cool uh and what am i what am i adding to my role for this but cool, Every, everything
4: we- listed under escape is agile
1: if the first, it doesn't matter if the first attack is agile or not. It just matters that the second one does. So, yeah, it, it is agile. Just take a minus four on it. Okay, and then what do I add to it? Ben, do you want to hit him with it?
2: Uh, just your regular to hit. So it's a, a sixteen on the die. Okay. Plus six is twenty-two. Minus you said four, even though I thought it What's was up? minus five. So eighteen. Eighteen doesn't get there. Wow. Oh, Crazy. That
4: you know.
1: That's my turn. That is your turn. Next up is on
5: Um, I think that Druk is going to take... Oh, God. Druk is going to take a few steps to the south and one step to the east in order to get a clear line of sight. He's going to get get into his point-blank stance, and then he's going to take a shot at this Venus flytrap. Alrighty. And that's a 10 on the die. Plus 10 is 20 to hit. Nice.
1: 20 is ahead. Okay,
5: Great. I said six on the die plus two is eight damage.
1: Eight damage. Doing good. That's the end of round one. This fucking flytrap came out of nowhere. Grab Sven. He released himself. Did some damage. Claude steps up. Stomp, stomp. Clop, clop. Layton throws some ice at it. Gets kind of fucked up. Is currently grabbed and right next to it. We've also got Eugene stepping up again. Grabbed. Andrew. Hits it, the professor, utterly, utterly impotent. Maybe he's a little bit gun-shy after almost killing an innocent person.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: That's the top of round two. Spend, you're
3: up. Yeah, Uh, Spend is pissed. Let's go, chump. Spend is gonna double slice at it. Uh, uh, 13 to hit, that's gonna miss. Miss? Oh no. But how about, 23? Uh,
1: oh yes. Hit, ooh, ooh. Just be with the sickle. Five points of damage. Five points of damage. Still up. Layton. Yeah.
4: Uh Ben has one more action, right? Yeah, oh, Ben has one more action. more action.
1: Checking.
3: Uh okay, shoot, can't do that one. Uh so I will just swing once more with the hammer, taking the penalty.
1: Not a fucking chance.
3: Uh oh, nice. That's a 19 on the die uh for a 24
1: hit. Then No. It's
3: minus
4: 10. Oh, minus 10 at the third Because double slice still counts for the double iterative bonus if you take a third attack. Gotcha. Or iterative 19 penalty. to hit. Which 19
1: to hit is a hit,
0: dude. Hell yeah. Fucking squelch this thing, dude. It's kill it.
4: Uh,
3: nice. That's great damage.
1: For 15 points of damage. 15 points of damage.
4: <laughs> Night.
1: You drive it through. The plant deflates. Fluids going everywhere. Leaves that are wrapped around Leighton and Eugene unfurl. That was big, dude. Next thing that thing's doing, swallowing Leighton whole. Sheesh.
3: Stupid plaint, I hope you never do that to anyone again. <laughs> and he just like keeps pounding the thing <laughs> on the ground. I'm going to make salad out of you and feed it to horses. I hate you, plaint.
4: We've uncovered something about Sven. <laughs> Fucking plaint.
3: Came out of nowhere. Now I can't trust anything of being outside. Lance,
1: there's such a chore to eat. <laughs>
3: but if There's one thing I need. It's satisfaction overcoming the physical action of eating something.
1: Nicely done. Nicely done. Took care of that. There's 50 hit points. Nothing to sneeze at. Sheesh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Yeah, and you guys dealt out some serious damage in quick succession. Claude, coming through strong. Bring those hooves. What do you do now?
4: Uh, If you all wouldn't mind, if I could just take a moment and see if I can't patch myself up a tad. Would you prefer to do it within maybe the safety of the barn, or were you KO'd here? My assumption is that the barn becomes less safe the further we go. Fair enough. Do it quick then. I uh, could do you I get... a little
2: love as well if you got something to go around.
4: I'd prefer not to use a spell, so per- perhaps while I am uh, applying medicines to myself on Druk, could you help Eugene? I
5: oh, know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we are going to take care of this off air. (laughs) And we're back after a little bit of healing. Everybody's pretty much at full. Y'all are feeling good. What do you do next? I think we want to
3: get into the barn as fast as possible. That likely caused some commotion that they could hear inside, so they might be ready for us.
4: Yes, that seems true. Uh, Hold on, Sven, just a moment. Let me, and Leighton is going to grab your hammer and cast light, just in case it's dark inside the barn.
0: Okay. There's a light at the old Frankenstein place. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: You're gonna study Rudy's brain for science after he's done.
4: It.
6: <laughs>
1: Guys, what are you doing?
3: Uh I'm gonna step up
1: to the door and uh try to break the locks off and to get in. Not locked, barred. So there's a big bar resting across the barn doors. Shatters it. <laughs> decimate the bar <laughs> it will you never... can pick it up pretty easily but it is clearly something that is applied from the outside
5: like to keep something in Ah uh, um, uh, yeah I will
2: lift the bar off and you know I'm what
1: gonna... hero point for listening will Harold <laughs> nice work
6: <laughs>
2: thanks oh wow. hey, the it's listeners shatter the, the lock off the door uh
4: kick <laughs> the door inwards. <laughs> No lock. Yep. Let's start it all over. There isn't
5: a lock. <laughs> <That was laughs> a bit. <laughs> Sam, is there any way other other way into the barn that we can see?
1: Not from where you are. <laughs> hmm.
4: Sounds like Sven broke the bar, and I am down to just follow.
1: It does sound that way. Yeah. Let's Sven go. Sven chucks the bar off. Oh, God. Kicks open the doors. And reveals the following area. Area: the interior of the barn is large and spacious. There are stalls for horses. It's pretty dark. Uh, the west wall has uh, three larger cubicles for hay and food. On the east, there's a bunch of stalls for horses. A table and chairs are tucked into the northwest corner right next to the door where y'all are and the walls are covered with hooks and shelves for harnesses, tack uh, other equipment for keeping animals to the eastern corner of the room there's a ladder but that's not all you see because on the eastern side of the room and <laughs> the northern portion of the building right where you are you see two creatures
0: oh more of these guys oh. uh, what the hell
1: they have bright orange skin, and wisps of flame flicker along their wings as they flap through the air. They were looking right at you. And they take in a deep breath, and... Svend, <laughs> I'm gonna need a reflex save. hmm Mm-hmm. Crispy boy,
2: crispy boy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, not great. That's uh gonna be eleven. Eleven. Then you know you got another round here, so why don't you give me another reflex? Uh,
2: okay.
3: Much better. Twenty-one uh, uh twenty-six.
1: A twenty-six.
3: Then it's just making up
1: numbers.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> <Bitch>. <laughs> that one
1: You were going to take eight points of fire damage and you catch on fire.
0: Oh no. Shit.
1: (coughs) Roll for initiative.
0: Don't worry, Sven. I'll put you out with more fire. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that movie Backdraft. (laughs) (laughs) Ow, ow, ow. (laughs) god, my initiative rolls are
2: dog shit. Oh, mine too. Yeah,
4: mine three.
2: Yeah, well I dropped dropped a natty one there.
0: Same, (laughs) same my friend. Sick and good. Because if there's one thing you want, it's for your casters to go last. Yep. And yeah, that's why they're I called last.
3: to have no immediacy.
4: <laughs> <to laughs> <to laughs> stop, drop, and roll. He's really thinking about the next step.
3: Yeah, it's stop. Ah, oh, fuck, What's, uh, what comes after? <laughs>
0: Is there a go? Roll! Roll! <laughs> no, 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 there's something in between. There's something in between.
1: Check yourselves into initiative there. All right, so we've got... The pink fire method and the blue fire method. However, before them, we've got Spend. Spend, did you roll another 23 for no, initiative?
3: No, s- didn't save. Sorry, no. I'm supposed to be a 7.
1: All right, no worries. <laughs> we've got a fire method at 16, Andrew at 16, the professor at 10, Eugene at 9, a fire method at 7, Spend at 7, and Layton at 6. Coming in hot right now, we've got the Fire Method and Andrew at 16. There is a mechanic for dealing with ties. However, I would like to just roll off for it here, Harold, I actually
5: have a, um, I have a Pilgrim's Token that lets me beat any initiative ties with enemies. What is that? Tell us more about that. Uh, It's part of my background, actually. I'm a a Pilgrim, and so uh, I get a special feat at first level called Pilgrim's Token, and it breaks any ties in initiative. For the worst, so you lose? So I lose. It breaks it to, to the detriment. No, I, I...
1: All right, so you win. You go first. I'm going to move you right up there on the tracker. Perfect.
5: And fire away, fire oh, away. I still have <laughs> That's embarrassing. Okay, I'm going to move there, uh, right next to spend. And I am going to try to use battle medicine um, in order to... For sure. And where is there for everyone listening It is uh, just to the south and east uh, of where I was standing and uh, directly diagonally to um, to Sven.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're only five feet away from that door and you're going to shoot at the pink fire method.
5: I am healing Sven first.
1: I don't
5: think so. Just kidding. Go ahead. Alright. Uh, it's a natural 20 on the die which makes it 26. Yes. yes. That's a crit success on the heal. Um, ooh, that's 13 on the first two. And 10 on the second two, so 23 points of healing for you spend. Wow. Better than
3: he's ever been before.
5: Um, and sure, for my last action, I will take a shot at this uh, pink fire method.
1: Now, how do you heal with your
5: bow out? Uh, healer's tools are like in a bandolier on my chest. I have one hand here on my bow and the other one using the healer's tools to apply bandages and gauze and all the good stuff to... Um,
3: to Sven In short, it looks fucking cool, folks
1: <laughs> Is this a one-handed action? I want to look it up later I don't want to do it right now Because it smells like bullshit But um, I am happy to let it ride for the moment Andruke, you took a
5: shot What was the total? It was um, 26
1: 26 is definitely a hit
5: Great nice. um, Here's damage 5 plus 2 is 7 points of damage
1: Seven points of damage, Tasty Chunk. Next up is the fire method here, the blue boy. Let's see, what's the blue boy going to do? Well, first of all, we got to we gotta find out how fast that breath weapon recharges. Okay, that's a number I know and y'all don't. Next up, he's going to look at Sven and cast a quick spell, Sven, Give me a will save. Will save? A nine. A nine. That is a fail. You are stunned one. Uh, okay. Stunning. Not as bad in this as it was in Pathfinder one. Never mind. Yes, it is. Yeah, you can't no, act bad. while stunned. It is very bad. Fire method. It's not going to move. It's just going to hold that last action. It's the professor's turn
0: it is. The professor moves forward five feet and will um oh did that fucking thing m- move god damn it Sam fucking me up here
1: yeah it stayed behind the door when it realized it couldn't move an attack.
0: No but I can still hit it from here so I will hit it with a harm.
1: Okay hit it with a harm.
0: Hit it with a harm do it live
4: what does that uh... mean play me out Remember, it just hits, Rudy.
0: No, I know. Oh, I was just getting this for damage. Word. But I appreciate you.
4: I just didn't want you to roll another crit on this hit and have it be Not nothing. You
0: know. One point of damage. <laughs> <laughs> Automatic hit. I, like I don't that. care if that peaked. I'm so... Oh, I'm over these dice, dude. I'm getting, I'm buying new dice this week. It's ridiculous.
1: Might be worth it, dude. Might be worth it.
0: Might have to cut back on the caviar.
1: Eugene, it is your turn. I'm never cutting
2: back on that.
3: (laughs) I love the idea that you are just a fiend for caviar, man. you has
2: got one problem, but it's yeah. a fucking big one. <laughs> there are no support groups for this this weird, weird <laughs> dragon. He bankrupts himself every but week.
1: He's slumming it, spreading caviar on kettle-cooked chips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're lays.
2: <laughs> Eugene, it's your turn. What are you doing? Eugene's going to move five, uh, ten... 25 okay and then he is going to attempt uh, to intimidate the method uh, to his east to his east so yeah you move 25
1: feet into the building which is going to be down to your south and east then banging away at the fire method with a little intimidation check that's a move let's get that intimidation
2: yeah so Eugene's going to be like listen up buddy my name's Eugene, and I happen to be a close friend and associate of two methods who you might have heard of, Klarfalarf and Alarfalarf of the water variety. I happen to be a professional prankster, and let me tell you, pal, if you know Klarfalarf and Alarfalarf, you're going to know that you don't want to fuck with us, so I suggest that you and your fiery little fucking friend take a couple big steps back and chill the fuck out. <laughs>
1: nice, Morgan. Give yourself a, a firm plus
2: two on that. Tight. Rolling. Okay, it's a 15 on the die. And then I get, so plus five, 20, so 22. 22 against
1: its will save, DC. You're gonna do it, buddy. First shot, nice. Intimidated. And remind us what Intimidated does there, Merganser.
2: Yeah, well, that's so I don't exactly know, because I mean, like, the Intimidate. I know you're demoralizing. It's dem- I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know if it was that or confused or what. Um, cool. Uh, so. Uh, da, 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 da. Choose a creature with an attempt to and in your and understand the speak. Uh, that's a little hard to a little hard to hear, Morgan. You might want to slow it down just a little bit. Yeah. So on the success, uh, the target becomes frightened one, or if it's critical, it's frightened two. Frightened one, I believe, is just going to take a minus one
1: to all of its important stuff. Uh, yeah. And demoralize is a single
2: action, I believe. So that's a move, a single action. What do you got next? And then he's going to take a basic swing at the mephit to the east. Basic. Uh, that's a miss.
0: Miss.
1: Heard. It is the pink fire method's turn. And it's gonna be like, what in the fuck? When am I gonna get my breath weapon back? And now we know. What is the fire method going to do? You know what? He saw his buddy do something cool. He's gonna do the same thing. Boom. Eugene, give me a will save, please. Oh, goodness. Oh my a natty one a natural one boom you're dazed buddy you are
4: senseless anything on a critical failure
1: a critical failure on days oh sorry i misread the spell it's if the target critically fails the save you cloud the mi- target's mind and daze it with a mental jo- jolt the jolt deals mental damage equal to your spellcasting ability modifier the target must attempt a basic will save. If the target critically fails the saves, it is also stunned one. I'm sorry, I only read the last of that. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's so I'm huge. Stunned one? You are stunned one and you're gonna take some damage. The spellcasting ability modifier is, I think it's gotta be for an innate ability, it's gotta be charisma. So that's gonna be two. So, Ben, you are not stunned you just take two points of mental damage. Okay. Fucking light trade, given the damage I yeah. leveled out at you. But that's that's okay. That's neither here nor there. All right.
4: But Morgan is stunned. Is that right? Eugene is stunned?
1: Yeah, Eugene is stunned. Okay. The fire method is gonna take a big, deep breath in. Not sure what's going on with him. However, coming from around the corner... You do see...
0: Oh, jeez. Absolutely nothing. Oh, damn it.
1: This one takes a five-foot step as he sees his buddies coming in. These two step up, move, move, and they're going to rip off
5: a couple of breath attacks.
1: Ah They both breathe in. (laughs) Rocks and stones come flying out of their mouths, I'm gonna need reflex saves from everybody next week.
6: Excellent harmony.